My body is human, but my soul is routine. Energy is evolving. Energy as consciousness. I start hearing like wings. It was a very weird sound. I do think that there are things that we don't know. These uh, human-looking creatures erase our short-term memory. Short-term memory. Memory. And the species of humanity is a representation of consciousness in this universe. This Earth is actually multidimensional. We only see one dimension of this planet. Planet. Consciousness. It's supernatural, metaphysical, paranormally out of this world. You have tuned into the number one source for forward thinking. It's the Veranormal Show with your host, Vera Martinez. Welcome, my lovely humans and aliens out there, starseeds, angels, and spirits of this dimension and beyond. Thank you for joining us on another Paranormal Friday night for June 8th. This is The Veranormal Show, and we are broadcasting live from the hills of Austin, Texas, bringing to you the best, weird, strange, and paranormal topics in this dimensional solar system. The Veranormal Show can be downloaded for later listening on iTunes, or just check out the show's archive at blogtalkradio.com slash veranormal. Whether you're working, driving, or just at home listening tonight, sit back, relax, and give us a call. And write our number down at 818-532-9739. Again, give us a call at 818-532-9739. Everyone, please welcome my co-host, Marfa Mann. Thank you for joining me tonight. How are you? Good. How you doing? Am I on? I think you are. You can hear me good? I, um, hmm. (laughs) Well, it's kind of late to do a test down now. Gotcha. All right. Well, I am here. How are you doing? Let's see. Good. I'm doing good. Um, How was your week? Week was good. Just a lot of uh, dealing with a lot of new home stuff. There you go. Now I'm on. Now I'm. There I am. Looking good. All right. So how was your week? It was good. We did a lot of, uh, I did my first home extermination uh, around the house. So I went and, uh, and, and, you know, put some stuff all around the house and killed some bugs because we were waking up to scorpions. And I don't know if you've seen some scorpions. I don't want to. They're pretty intimidating. I do not want to. I do not like them. Apparently, um, my mother-in-law saw a giant tarantula outside the house. Here? The biggest one ever. Here? Yes, like giant. Well, no, inside, outside. You know they can bounce? No. Yeah. Well, I got a little something on that on Weird But True, by the way, um, of some spiders. I'm going to be talking about me and Baby Snakes Courtney the other night. We're standing outside, and the biggest, um, what was that, two, three inches? That spider, huh? And it's a—I think it's called a funnel cloud, a funnel spider, something like that. But they are huge, and I'm scared to death of 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 spiders and and amphibians. What amphibians? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, tonight we're talking about positive things, not scary things and jumpy things. Um, tonight's topic—I'm really excited about it. I've been working really hard at it. And I want to learn all about it. But tonight's topic is parallel reality where everything is easy. Wouldn't you like to be that Marfa man? A place where everything is just easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be good. I'd like that. 
That doesn't sound very convincing. It's like you're <laughs> doubting yourself already. That's, that's impossible. <laughs> Things have been sort of easy for a little bit. But, yeah, I can understand where it could be always easy. That could be good. <laughs> <laughs> Are you telling me you're already in that place? I might have one one foot in the door. <laughs> well, this is the thing. We have a special guest tonight who will be teaching us and talking about how it is possible that we as humans can go to this place and what happened that we forgot about it. Interesting. All right, let's do it. <laughs> so, like I was saying, coming up next, you guys, we are talking to author Julia Rogers Hamrick about her magical book, Choosing Easy World. What Julia has to say tonight is very valuable information, so don't just listen tonight. Go get yourself a pen, get a piece of paper, and take notes. It really will be worth it. But first, before we get into that, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. If you just logged in, we are The Very Normal Show. If you want to check us out, please go to www.verynormal.com. You can also find me on Facebook under Vera J. Martinez and on Twitter at Vera Normal. So send me your questions, ghost stories, or book recommendations. Our guest for tonight has been a spiritual growth facilitator since the early 1980s when she had a remarkable experience that awakened her to the understanding that paradise is not a piece of real state, but a reality state, the one in which we are designed to thrive. And tonight we are talking about her book, Choosing Easy World. Everyone, please welcome Ms. Julia rogers Hendrick. How are you? Hi, doing good. How are you? We're doing good, just, you know, running, running like always. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> well, I heard the skepticism in that, uh, you know, discussion of could things be easier. I, I heard that, and that's very typical. So, yeah, I'm, I'm up for the discussion, no problem. <laughs> I really admire you. You're up for a challenge because there's a lot of stubborn people out there. Yeah, and here's the thing. If I'm in easy world, they're not in there with me, so who cares? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> ah, good point. Good yeah, that point. Resistant, resistance can't make it through the, the sort of vibrational screen of easy world. If you're in resistance, you just can't be there. You have to be, um, you have to drop resistance and embrace and allow, and, you know, that's how you get to the realm where everything is easy. Correct. And, First of all, I want to thank you so much for sending me a free copy of your book. It's truly amazing. And there was two things. You talk a lot about magic in your book. And I was blown away because something kept telling me, oh, put it away, put it away. Oh, just you'll do it tomorrow. You'll do it tomorrow. And you totally talk about that in your book. I was so embarrassed. It's like if you had a hard time finding time to read your book, it's because you were fighting that. DWD, you know, the... The difficult difficult world world dictator. dictator. (laughs) Yes. 
Yeah, we have these egos who their their job, their commission, in fact, we commission them to do this, even though we don't like to claim it, but their job is to keep us in duality, in the world of friction and and turmoil and all that stuff, and they take their job very seriously, and they absolutely, it's sort of like they have a go button, you push the go button, and there's no stop button on the ego on the what I call the difficult role dictator because it's the the aspect of you the fear based ego is what creates the difficult world that we normally live in and we think it's the only world. And they're very serious about uh keeping us in difficult world because we commissioned them to. Um and so when there's a whiff of easy world, I mean there are probably people listening in right now who are thinking, Yeah, I don't believe that's a bunch of crap, I'm not gonna listen to that. I'm just gonna go um, you know, watch T V or something. That sounds interesting, but yeah, I don't think there could be anything to it. That's because there's that part of your intellect that's associated with the ego that is gonna reject it because it's a threat to it. No? Exactly. So if you, like, yeah, like I said in the book, if if uh, you're having a hard time reading this book, it's because that part of you doesn't want you to know that you can choose the easy world. Okay, so before we got into the dictator, which is a very interesting point of view on, on, on this, um, I have another story. When I first decided, I had a hard time picking up the book. Because somehow part of me knew what was going to get into it was weird. <laughs> so I finally decided I battled this feeling, and I thought, I have to do it. I want to. I have to do it. When I did it, it was, and I started getting to the part where you talk about that it was, it's called, um, when you talk about the divine whisper. And you said it was about 4.20 in the morning. You know, that time when you wake up and start thinking about the pilot things facing you, but it's too early, et cetera, et cetera. I looked on the clock, and it was, or 20 in the morning. <laughs> so I was like, okay, <laughs> you got my attention. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue reading. I had woken up and I had the book next to my bed and I was okay, it's time to read. And it was exactly for 20 in the morning. That gave me goosebumps. So that's just one of the many examples of, in my opinion, your book is truly magical. It has a lot of power. And well, it's definitely not for everyone, but I really encourage people to read it and, and take the challenge because it's, it landed in my life at a perfect time. I just want to say thank you. That's awesome. No, I'm so glad. And it's, you know, the 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 thing is, as strong as the difficult world dictator is at trying to keep you out of easy world, what is even stronger is your own spirit, your own inner, your higher self, your inner guidance that is easy world based it's total easy world and you have a stronger connection with that part of yourself even though sometimes it doesn't seem like it you have a stronger connection with that part of yourself than with the difficult world dictator your your based ego so you know your spirit's going to get it's going to going to get you where you need to be especially if and i'm assuming that you are uh committed to being uh, guided by that higher self and uh, living a life of spirit, and um, you know, once you once you say, "Okay, spirit," you know, I know I'm yours, so uh, let's let's go on this adventure together. 
your spirit's going to just keep guiding you to the stuff that you need and patiently waiting, you know, however many times it takes for you to, uh, you know, ride out this, this turbulent journey with your difficult world dictator, get exhausted, get tired of difficult world, get worn out, be in so much pain that you go, I just want to go home. Well, right. home with a capital H, that's easy world. That's where yes. we are. We arise from. Yes, and and real quick before, because I saw it come ahead of of, um, all of our listeners, Um, let's start explaining to them a little bit what is Easy World. Yes, absolutely. Okay, Easy World is the uh, original reality matrix that was provided for humanity from the very beginning. Um, I, I always start to say of time, but it precedes time. And it is the foundational, um, I call it the matrix, because it's what, if you operate within easy world, you are still creating your life, but you're creating it according to the principles and the dynamics of easy world, so that you are creating an easy, harmonious, love-filled experience. In fact, one of the things that I have, and I did not get this insight until after Choosing Easy World was published, but Easy World is the world that love creates. Mm-hmm. Difficult World is the world that fear creates. So when you're in alignment with love, everything is harmonious. Everything is uh, beautiful and high vibration and everything works together. Easy World, at the very base of easy world is what I call divine design for harmony. And the dynamics of easy world are to continuously harmonize and to integrate everything together into one cohesive whole so that when you, you know, difficult world is the exact opposite. When you're in difficult world, you're being pulled apart. Uh, you, you are then subject to the designed for disharmony and uh, disintegration. So that's why it's painful and stressful to be in difficult world. So, you know, we're all straddling the world. I say, Vera, if we were all, if we were truly ready to be, to live 100% in the easy world, we would. But duality, the difficult world um, experience is still too enticing. You know, there's still stuff to be done in in difficult world that fascinates us. So we we still we're going to hang out some in each, you know? But the problem is that we've hung out in difficult world to the point that our vibrational level has sunk to such a low and our perception and our vibrational level are tied together. So the lower you go vibrationally, the lower your consciousness is and the less able you are to perceive and understand and to realize it's like it's like anesthesia lower frequency gives you uh amnesia of sorts so you get to this lower vibrational frequency after hanging out in difficult world for so long and you forget that there's anything called easy world or you know that's just a a name for it you forget that there is the option to live in flow and to live in harmony and for the universe to be supporting you completely and providing everything that you need and that you you know can live an easy life 
So you think difficult world is all there is, so you're down here struggling, and the more you struggle in difficult world, it's like a... If you've ever seen an insect that's uh, like a fly that's gotten into a spider web mm-hmm. and it gets stuck and it starts to freak out and it it struggles and the more it struggles the more tangled up in the web it gets in the you know the more trapped it is and that's the end of that. That's right. like us in difficult world we get we struggle against it and we get tangled up in it when the truth is the way to get to easy world is uh, should I get should I tell the 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 easy world magic words now? Um, well, before we get into that, I just want to, basically what you're saying right now is that this duality, this difficult world is needed for whatever purpose for our soul growth. But we've been in that world for so long and so low that we've forgotten that we have this other world that we could thrive on. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Exactly. And that is our birthright, and we belong there. That's actually home. Yes, that's our home reality. That's where we emerge from. That's where we're, when we're born, we're in easy world. Mm -hmm. I mean, soon, rapidly, we descend into difficult world because every, all the, you know, everybody around us is uh, operating in difficult world mode, so we get sucked (laughs) into difficult world, but... But no, really, easy world is our origin. And you know, this is not a religious book, and um, you know, but I do have to say that most of the listeners are going to have some relationship through their upbringing of, uh, like, the Garden of Eden or Nirvana, or you know, the story of the garden where there were human beings living in perfect harmony and peace, provided for perfectly everything they needed, they had, everything was beautiful and wonderful, as long as they obeyed the guidelines to be there. And when they uh, overrode that voice, I call it the God voice, I call it you know, the voice of God within is what it relates to in you know in our present human experience, when they stopped listening to that voice and listened to the ego voice, to the reptile, the serpent in the garden, the reptilian brain-driven ego ah, is so what I believe. This is, yeah. this is the part you're talking about, about the, your, your explanation of the story of Adam and Eve. Yes, exactly. Okay. It's the Yeah, and it doesn't even, you know, the only thing that really matters is, this is so simplistic, but this is the gist of it. When you listen to your inner guidance only and you orient to your to the God voice within you, to the to the true voice, the spirit, to source, whatever you want to call it, doesn't you know, that's just all semantics. That voice of uh the highest level of vibration within you, which is love, when you listen to that voice, everything is beautiful and easy and everything's provided. When you are distracted from that and listen to anything else, you drop in vibration. You drop out of easy world into difficult world, just like when Eve and Adam encountered the serpent and decided to heed what the serpent was saying instead of what the their God voice had told them, do not eat of this fruit. And, you know, that's a whole... I have written a whole other book about that. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, that... The point is, as long as you're listening to the to the inner guidance, you are in easy world. When you listen to the voice of fear, the ego voice, 
this reptilian brain-driven ego, you drop in vibration into difficult world. So the key is there a middle, is is there a middle world? Well, there, I think we live kind of in the middle world. I think we create the middle world. You know, we're creating all of it as we go, and we're creating the middle world by straddling the worlds, I think. You know what I'm saying? We live hmm. it with one foot in each world a lot of the time. Gotcha. So but you're saying we're, we're never, designing our own world. I think so. and But it's based on we've been given these... Um, these reality matrices, matrixes, uh, to create from, and there's an overlapping, I believe, where we're creating with one foot in easy world and one foot in difficult world. Now, I, you know, it tends to be easier to talk about being in one or the other, but you know, we are obviously aligned with spirit, with source, which is the source of life force enough to be still alive and breathing and so on when we're dabbling in difficult worlds. So, you know, we're in both worlds at once uh, a lot of the time. But that's a good question. I haven't ever really thought about, is there a middle world? Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think there may be infinite numbers of middle worlds depending on, you know, where your consciousness is in any given moment. And all the experiences that, that we create. Yeah, exactly. Um, so before yeah, we get into the magic words, tell us how do you discover this easy world? Because <laughs> I was so deeply into difficult world <laughs> that <laughs> that uh, I'd say the divine took pity on me. I, I, I look to look at it that way, or said this is this is the best opportunity right now to tell Julia that. She needs to snap out of it and get back to easy world because she needs to tell everybody else about it. I was having, I was in the middle of a big, big project, and you can not only read that in the book, but I have a, a website, I live in easyworld.com, mm-hmm. which uh, you can read if you you go to that. You can find a link. It's not in the menu, but you can find a link to the story on the, the home page of how I discovered it, but. Um, in a nutshell, I was dealing with a very multifaceted project with all kinds of um, possible people that needed to be involved that I had no idea where to get these people. There, uh, there were just huge timing issues and logistical issues, and uh, it was it was driving me crazy. And I was figuring this all out at night, of course, after businesses had closed. And I was just in, my mind was in high gear trying to figure everything out. And I finally, I'm a night owl, so I went to bed late. And I lay there in bed thinking about it, thinking about it. I finally dropped off to sleep. I woke up at 4.20 in the morning, which you already discussed, still thinking about it and I was it was just exhausting. It was almost making me sick. I was worried trying to figure it out. And finally I heard this voice in my head and it wasn't it wasn't, you know, James Earl Jones voice or something. It was my voice. But it was my voice with the sweetness and love behind it that I definitely had not been feeling up to that point. And it said, Julia you could just choose to live in easy world where everything is easy. And I went, huh? <laughs> I, I would hope easy that wasn't world? in James Earl Jones' voice. It sounded like Darth Vader. 
<laughs> yeah, probably. You're right. I, that oh that would have scared me. <laughs> You're right. That was it was probably why I heard it in the voice I heard it or I would have been terrified. But um so I just thought Easy World? Well, yeah, that sounds really awesome. You know, I was I was like somebody in the desert who was desperately thirsty and I and I saw the water and went, Oh yes, I'm gonna drink of that and so I just said Okay, I had no clue what Easy World was, just let me tell you that. I just said, okay, I I choose to live in Easy World uh, where everything is easy. Kind of, what have I got to lose? And I took a deep breath, turned over, fell right to sleep, woke up the next morning, and like magic, all the aspects of this project had just fallen into place. And where I was worried about finding people to do what I needed to be done, they were already lined up to do it. And you can read it. I mean, I'm not going to get into the details, but that just that got my attention. It was like, holy cow. I had sort of forgotten about Easy World while I was sleeping, but it had not forgotten about me. It was It was doing its thing. And then later that day, I went to the grocery store, and it was a Friday afternoon, rush hour traffic. This was when I lived in Denver. And it's a, you know, like a, uh, seven lanes of traffic. And um, I turned in to go to the grocery store and I thought to myself, oh gosh, this is going to be really hard when I leave because it had been snowing and there was all kinds of um, frozen snow that had been left over from the city streets not getting cleared. And the way I usually handled that trying to take a left turn out into the to the big traffic was I didn't take a left turn. I would take a right turn and go up a hill and around and through a neighborhood and back anything to avoid trying to turn out into that heavy traffic. And I thought, well, how the heck am I going to get back home when I can't um, take my normal shortcut around because it's too dangerous. It's slick and it's a steep hill and I just went, oh, wait a minute, that's right, Easy World. I'm just going to I'm just gonna leave it to Easy World. And I went, okay, I live in Easy World where everything is easy. Mm-hmm. Went in the grocery store, did my shopping, checked out, loved it that my grocery receipt said $88.88, which I love master numbers, mm-hmm. that just tickled me. Mm-hmm. And I got out, and I didn't even hardly have a chance to think, okay, now what the heck am I going to do about turning left to get home? I got to the into the parking lot to this huge major thoroughfare rush hour Friday evening, Denver, Colorado, there was not a car in sight coming either direction. Hmm. I, I Do you realize that's a, a miracle? <laughs> so I turned left without any problem at all. And I went, easy world, rocks, this is it. And then uh, later I was working with my webmaster who was having trouble doing something, or he thought he was going to have trouble doing something I asked him to do. I asked him to do something, and he went, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. And started sucking air through his teeth, you know, that whole sort of going into the difficult world, tensing up. Right. And so I told him about Easy World. And dead dead silence on the other end. I thought, oh, great, he's just blown me off, or he didn't listen, or whatever. And the next <laughs> thing I heard was, well, what do you know? I just found the script to do that, and it's done. How easy was that? No, that was when I knew that it wasn't just Julia making up Easy World on her own, and that you know that's when I knew it was universal that it worked for other people. 
And then other pe- I told other people about it through my blog and through some forums online, and other people just immediately went, ooh, Easy World, I want to live there. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, I tried this and I chose Easy World, and man, this is the amazing thing that happened. And so that it just went on and on. And it was like, So it's consciously or subconsciously making things happen that you want to happen? Um, it is the universe supporting you in... Whatever it is that is, you know, I, I this gets that's a great question because you know it's not like you can say, uh, okay, I want I just want to easily strike that uh, sob over there down. You know, it's not that. It has to be in alignment with the divine blueprint for you and your happiness and your integrity with the whole of creation and in the design for harmony. It has to be harmonious. As long as it's something that is uh, going to support your well-being and not be uh, detrimental to you, it's going to support you because you. It, it's not that... Um, it's not so much that there's some genie that's running around doing all this stuff. It's, <laughs> this is a little bit... This is kind of advanced. I don't even talk about this in the book. But there are infinite possible realities all happening at once okay we're just going to talk about this for a second and then we'll go back to regular talk about easy world okay but what it what happens is when you align when you get into easy world you are a vibrational match to all those possible realities that that are in harmony with your highest uh, well-being, your ultimate well-being. And so whatever is a match for you that fits that is going to be what you experience. And the higher you go vibrationally, the more deeply you go in the easy world, and the higher you are in vibration, the more amazing things are going to seem and the more magical and like, holy cow, how did that happen? You know, that kind of um, magic happens when you are fully in easy world. And um, it's because you're a vibrational match <clears throat> excuse me, to the higher level realities. The higher you go in vibration, the more you love your experience. The more the realities that you're a match for are going to be showing up um, as things that you love in your experience. And do you understand what I'm saying, Vera? I do. Okay. Are you Marfleman? Yeah. It, you know what, though? It, <laughs> It it loosely reminds me of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, like they go, when they're like we need a we need a key right now, and they're like well, okay, well let's go back and and make the key be right here, and then they're like there's the key, <laughs> but we got to remember yeah. to go back and leave the key. <laughs> yes, I, yes, because in some in some possible reality that already happened, you are you did that already. When you're in easy world, you have access to all the harmonious realities that are possible. So I want want 25 buffalo wings waiting for me when this show's over. Awesome. (laughs) I can hardly wait to hear how delicious they were. (laughs) We're going to make that happen, I think. Uh, You know, no doubt. And there's certainly a facet of Easy World where you call up the wing shop and they deliver. But, you know, um, (laughs) I always laugh at at people who want the, the, uh, I know this is funny to say on the show, sort of the paranormal magic to happen, but it's also magic that you can call up and give your credit card number and they show up with wings. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, right. it's varying levels of what you can, what you're willing to believe. The higher you go in vibration, the easier it is to believe that there's just going to be a, a delivery of wings outside your door when the show is over without anybody having to call. You know, because right. they might yeah. have been accidentally delivered or you know delivered when they somebody else had ordered them or whatever. Anyway, that's that's getting into. Um, you know, beyond where I normally go talking about Easy World, but it's a great. I love, I love doing that. So, if that's something about your book that I I notice is, it's easy to understand. You put it in words that is easy for everyone, even if no one knows anything about the metaphysical or uh, any physics, quantum physics, anything like that. You just put all that topics into just one language and. It's been really, really easy to understand. Um, so it's a great book for for the beginners on this topic. Well, you know, wouldn't you expect a book about Easy World to be easy? That's right. <laughs> it would be crazy. Yeah, you're right. But, you know, it's interesting because that's something that people have told me over and over that that Julia, how do you put such amazingly huge concepts into such yeah. simple language? And mm-hmm. here's the thing, because I don't understand them in any kind of huge detailed way. How I get them is simple. So that's all I know how to do is to describe them simply. I guess that's right. I, I'm kind of overstating that, but but you know the easy, the way that I'm guided to say things are in ways that are more universally understood than than maybe somebody with a greater, more in-depth science and, and knowledge. And I love that about you, because you're not trying to be this super, you know, wise superwoman and, you know, guru. Like, you're just so simple, just like down to earth, and this is how it is, and it's working for me, and I will love it if you use it, because I know it will work for you. Yeah, well, yeah, because, you know, I really think that, uh, honestly, that's just my personality to start with. But what I'm realizing more and more is how perfect it is that that's my personality because that's really – and with this, I think, you know, without now blowing all that and trying to come across like self-important, but I really think I have something hugely profound to deliver. And I think the only way people are going to really get it is if it's – from from somebody who's authentic because I think people are sick and tired of spiritual teachers who are pretending to be superior because we're all just people. We're all just human beings with varying levels of understanding Mm -hmm. and it would be foolish for me to pretend to be something I'm not, which is, you know, that's just, that's a lot of trouble. That's exhausting, you know? (laughs) (laughs) If you ever try to pretend to be something you're not, you just get exhausted after it is, a while. Actually, I've been there. <laughs> yeah. Acting. Reacting, yeah. yeah. Um, and your website, uh, juliarogershamrick.com, you have a uh-huh. step-by-step frequency racing um, list. Um, oh, yeah. We're going to all of them in detail real quickly for our listeners. Um, what are, what's good advice for people? Because we're talking about raising our frequency and being a higher vibration. How can they do that? How can they begin to do that? Oh, okay, great. Um, well, for starters, here's what here's how you raise your vibration. The basics of raising your vibration. You've got to be aligned with source, the source of love, the source of energy, 
by being receptive to it instead of listening to the fear voices and getting caught up in all the stuff. You have to be open and aligned with the source of life force. And then you have to allow that to move in and through you and radiate out from you. That's just, you know, you have to receive it and you have to radiate it. Those are the two steps, receive and radiate. And in between, you have to circulate it within yourself. But receive, if you remember, receive energy, radiate energy. That's how you raise your vibration. And um, there, we tend to clamp down on that energy. We either shut it off by not receiving it, by being so focused in on the fear and the the busyness and the you know all the, it's all stems it all either stems from fear or love. So when you're caught up in any activity that's based in some kind of fearfulness, like if I don't hurry up and get to the dry cleaners, I won't have the suit I need to make the impression on the ball. You know that's all fear based, and we're so caught up in that that there's no opening for that oh aligning i'm going to choose easy world and i know that i'm going to get to the cleaners in time and if not something else is going to work out and so you relax and you're allowing that flow and that's i'm sure not exactly what you were referring to when you asked me about this because the step-by-step frequency raising system are is a list of um you know there's a list of tools and techniques but the very first thing you've got to do well first is you you have to notice when your frequency is not high and you have to get mm-hmm. yourself back into alignment um you know and in order to get yourself fully back into alignment and this is something that a lot of people in the spiritual, the spiritually conscious, focused world, have gotten confused on. Um, they think that you have to be positive all the time. Well, that's just not possible, and it's uh, bogus. And it's, um, you know, it's great it, being positive, if you want to call it that. I think positive is judgment word, and mm. um, you know, when you're in judgment, you're always going to be in a difficult world. So be, calling it positive or negative is probably, um, you know, a, a ticket into difficult world. But at any rate, you have to be clear. Let's call it clear, not positive. Let's, you have to be clear and flowing love. Okay. And that translates as positive. But what happens is we get so caught up and we've got so much ego stuff going on and going through us and we're, you know, we stuff a lot of our feelings. We've been taught, um, you know, big boys don't cry. Big girls don't cry. Boys don't cry at all, you know. Don't cry. Don't, Mm -hmm. you know, sit down, be still. We, We are taught to clamp down on our energy and, um, we're taught and we're in situations where somebody does something that feels out of harmony to us and instead of being able to respond in the moment by howling, like, you know, when you're a baby, if you encounter inharmonious energy, what happens? You shriek, you howl, you cry right. until it's right. over. And then you're <laughs> back in the flow, you're giggling, you're laughing, you're happy. But we adults have been trained to shut all that down. So we're stuffing all these feelings, all this energy that wants to move through us, we're stuffing it down, stuffing it down, and your ego's always got an opinion on everything that happens. And when you don't allow ego an appropriate outlet for that, you end up with blockages to your flow. It's like 
the pipeline that would rightly take that energy you're receiving from source, that love, also known as life force, that would rightly allow that to flow through you and radiate out in this beautiful cycle that you're designed to facilitate, which is what keeps you high in vibration, which keeps you up with the happy experiences and so on. Instead of that, you are clogging up. It's like uh, it's like your pipes in your in your home, your plumbing um, hmm. that that gets you know uh, sediment or. Um, mineral buildup and the pipe gets smaller and smaller and less is flowing through and less is flowing through and you, then you got to call the, the Roto-Rooter guys or whoever. So, <laughs> you know, what we have to do is clear out that stuff on purpose within ourselves and allow our ego to express in an appropriate way, which is not to wait till it builds up, to build to an explosion and then... Uh, you know, tell your your boss to go, you know, whatever himself, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's destructive. It's never going to put you at higher vibration, um, you know, for any kind of sustained amount of time anyway, to harm anyone else when you're trying to clear out your own stuff, to make anybody else feel bad, even though your wife may be on your last nerve or your uh, your teenager is driving you crazy, to let all that stuff explode on them is is just not right. And it will be worse when you do that than better. So you find appropriate ways to go apart by yourself and express this stuff and let it out. Punch a pillow. You know, my favorite thing is to put on um, certain music that I know will get me to cry, and I'll some cry. Heavy, some heavy metal. You know, if that's what you need, that will be, you know, that's a match to difficult world, that's for sure. That's a match to your fear-based ego to really express that stuff and let it come out. And, it, you know, if if what you're feeling is a match to heavy metal, do it. Hmm. But know wow. that as you're vibrant, but don't let it, entra- don't let it entrain you into... Uh, descent in further into difficult world. You know, you're in. You have to start with the intention. I'm, I'm getting the easy world. I'm getting the higher vibration here. Mm-hmm. And you, but you pick music that matches you where you are. So sad music, angry music. Sometimes that like march. You know, really powerful. If you um, go with '80s, you can't go wrong. <laughs> for for any topic, you they got it all. <laughs> they do. I like the '80s. Oh Never gonna God. give you up. There you go. Yeah, yeah. The, the all the the um the angst music, the sad music, the the joy. You know, don't go into it like, well, I'm gonna feel. I want to feel better. I feel horrible, so I'm gonna put on my happy, happy, joy, joy music. That doesn't work. It just irritates you. You know, if you yeah, yeah. you have to put on music that meets you where you are and let you know yourself express, yell, cry, sing along top of your lungs. You know, move to the do whatever you you need to do to let the stuff out. Write a letter expressing all the angry stuff that you really want to say to somebody, but because you know it will not lead you where you want to go, ultimately you're not actually going to send the, the letter to them or tell them. You're just going to put it down to get it out of you. You just want to get rid of the the the, the stuff, the stuck, the static, the energy, energy that. Yes, you're making so much sense, and and in my case, 
I when I don't feel good, sometimes I just want to cry. But then this gets me in trouble because if a family member sees me, then automatically they want to make it better. Make you feel better. Yep. But that's why you do it help. alone. Exactly. Yeah, do so it by yourself. That key. If you're angry, sad, you need to cry. Just don't involve anybody, uh, right. even your husband or your wife. Because my husband immediately wants to make it better, and to me, it's like just let yeah. me be, let me let me right. get it out. I feel better afterwards. Exactly. That's it. exactly. I mean, I love this. My favorite story about this is my stepdaughter came over and she was really angry with somebody, and she came over for dinner, and I said, "Well, sweetie, you want a glass of wine?" No, I'm afraid if I have a glass of wine, I'll just go off because I'm so mad. She went on and on and on and just recognized that there because we knew she was having what I call a number three. If you look at the step-by-step frequency (laughs) raising system, step three is allow your ego to express. So, you know, in your uh, bathroom you have number one and number two where you're getting rid of stuff that you don't need. Well. In this, you have no. You do a number three, and we that. knew she was. We knew she was having a number three. She carried. She must have gone on. She must have stress released and cussed and carried on for half an hour. And Rick and I just sat there, sort of smiling and nodding and going, "Ah, uh-huh, yeah, let it all out. Go for it." And when she got done, she was laughing, and she we had a great time. Because that's what happens. As you let that stuff out, you clear the pipe so the energy can flow again. Was, was that and with or without wine? Without wine, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, she. I mean, there wasn't even any time to pour some wine. She was so... <laughs> She went launched right into it. It was like she was ready to let it go. So... Um, yeah, it's if you have people like we Rick and I happen to be the perfect people to do that with because we understood what was going on. But you don't want to do it around just anybody. And you'll have some friends that you can maybe do it with who might understand it. And like with my husband, I I always feel just kind of a little bad doing it with him. But sometimes it's just necessary to just you know when you're feeling something, you're talking, and it just starts to go with it. But generally speaking, you want to do it on your own so that you're not burning. You don't feel like you can't express yourself because you don't want to upset somebody or burden somebody or whatever. So anyway. And we all do that, though. So we have to teach ourselves to do that in private. And then you said after you let go of that, then that's when you want to listen to the music or dance or do something that will uplift you and and increase your vibration. Exactly. Exactly. Then, you you know, the music that you'll be interested in will no longer be the angry music. You'll mm-hmm. you'll notice that when you look over your choices of music, you go, oh, that's so, I'd love to hear that right now. And it's a much happier. And, and then you, you know, um, choose other things. Like you go, mm-hmm. you know what, I really feel like taking a walk right now. Movement yeah. is, is hugely valuable. So, wow. yeah, go to the step-by-step frequency raising system on juliarogershamrick.com. You can find a link to it on the homepage. It's wonderful. I'm reading it right now. You also talk about conscious breathing, aromatherapy, sleeping. It's important. Mm-hmm. Uh, frontal love stimulation. What is that? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm not an expert in that, but you have, <coughs> excuse me, um, your reptilian brain is located in your brain stem, which is your primitive brain, and your... Um, the the uh, C 
seat of your spirituality is in the frontal lobes of your brain. Mm-hmm. And as you can guess, difficult world is when your energy is in your brain stem and easy world is when your energy is in your frontal lobes of your brain. So you want to find a way to move your energy from difficult world into easy world from your brain stem into your frontal lobes. And there is a thing. I'm just going to tell people to go to neilslade.com. Okay. It's N N E I L S L A D E dot mm-hmm. com, which will teach you how to do the amygdala, amygdala clicking to bring it to bring the energy forward. That's just one though. You can do um, aromatherapy is an easy easy one. You don't even have to have essential oils for mm-hmm. aromatherapy. If you're in a really lousy mood and you've got some tangerines in the kitchen, go break the skin of a tangerine and sniff it. That pulls the energy into the frontal lobes where easy world is. And, and you will feel the ease of being in easy world. Um, or, you know, you can't do it with, like, your um, Ralph Lauren cologne or something because that's got <laughs> unnatural fragrances. Yeah, why a tangerine? Has... Is there any other? Any other oh, yeah. Pine, pine needles are good. Basil. Uh, you know, herbs that you might have growing outside. Roses. Flowers. Um, nat- sauce. <laughs> you know, sometimes there is nothing more uplifting than buffalo wing sauce. That's uh, true. It gets me. Um, he loves them. He loves them. <laughs> I can, I can, got that message. You I can tell. Yeah, I can drop it. <laughs> yeah, I think you know, chocolate too. Chocolate can be an amygdala mm-hmm. shifting. Thing. Yeah. But, that- um, yeah. but essentially, natural fragrances, pure. Pure and natural fragrances will do it. So cinnamon, you know, whatever you have that is a pure natural fragrance, if you're in a lousy mood, go smell that. Peppermint. Mm. You know what I always, this is is kind of random, but I always heard um, when I was a kid, we used to have a lot of babysitters. My parents traveled a lot. We had a lot of babysitters stay with us in this one family um, believe that if you felt nauseous or you were feeling sick, if you smelled rubbing alcohol, it would um, it would it would make everything uh, you know your nause your nauseation go away, and it worked every time. Uh, that's it, interesting. Like an like I, they give you, you know, some oxy pads or something if they even still make those. <laughs> but, yeah, you know. yeah. I don't really actually think that. Uh, I mean, alcohol may do that. I don't think it puts you in easy world though because it's. It's uh, petroleum based, but anyway. Um, so, but that's just what the the aromatherapy part is just one of the many little cheap tools, easy tools that you can use to sort of get past the difficult world dictator. You know, to to uh, do an end run around the difficult world dictator because when you resist what's going on, when you try, when you go. I hate being in a difficult world. I need to get an easy world right now. What you're doing is you're in resistance. You're resisting difficult world. And resistance is resistance is resistance. And the difficult world dictator wants you in resistance because that's how he keeps you at lower vibration. When you're resisting anything, you're shutting down the flow of energy. And remember, how you get to higher vibration is allowing that energy to flow freely. So you don't want to be in resistance to anything. You want to be embracing something. And it doesn't have to be, you know, it's like if you find yourself in difficult world resisting what's going on, resisting uh, your situation, resisting, um, you know, something you have to do, or resi- resisting anything, 
if you can embrace something, you are out of resistance. So, you know, if you go ahead and pick a thing, now it's, you know, a lot of us embrace ice cream and stuff like that. That doesn't count. That's that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Although it can work temporarily, it just usually ends up putting you back in a difficult world because of the chemicals involved and so on and so forth. But I'm not saying that ice cream is bad and resisting, if you have a strong desire for ice cream, resisting that would be worse than eating the ice cream. But what I'm saying is finding something that you can embrace like your dog or um, something that you know you always love, like, oh, I always love my garden, going out to your garden, embracing your, you know, whatever it is, find something that you can be uh, pro that thing instead of anti something. Mm. That's a tip for getting the easy world. You also said um, when you introduced the difficult world dictator on Chapter 5, and it totally got me, you said it does not care that being in difficult world is frustrating for you. It feeds off your frustration. Basically, it eats your unhappiness for dinner all while pretending it wants you to be happy. That got me. I was like, oh, wow. I can really (laughs) do that. Yes. It loves when you're frustrated, and it's pretending that it wants you to be happy because it wants you to follow it, because following it is how it keeps you in difficult world, which is the only place that it exists. Once you leave difficult world and go to easy world, the difficult world dictator is neutralized. It has no power, so it wants to keep you there, and it will lie. It's the liar. I mean... Any lie is always arising from the DWD, from the difficult world dictator, from the fear-based ego. Any all lie that's it is the liar. It's the collective liar. It's the individual liar. It's the liar in you. It's the liar in the other person. That's it's always coming from the fear-based ego self. Is that where the phrase comes from? The uh, we are our worst enemy. That pro- yeah, I would say so. It's like a battle. I would absolutely say so. All the time. Okay, here's a challenging question. Um, why would you tell to somebody, is it possible for somebody to get to easy world when something devastating like the loss of a loved one, the loss of a house or a job or any other kind of crisis is taking place? Absolutely. You can get to easy world from any place, any time, but... The difficult world dictator is going to use these more um, traumatic things because here's the thing. Your reptilian brain is what's behind the difficult world dictator, and it's all about physical survival. Any Mm -hmm. kind of loss represents death, represents uh, the death of the self to the reptilian brain. So it goes into overdrive when you lose a loved one, when you lose your home, when you lose your job. Fear, 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 and I'll never have that kind of love. You know, I'll never experience this. I, I'll, you know, I'm bereft because this person's gone. This is a loss. And it's completely human for you to have that experience. And it would be a travesty to resist that right when mm-hmm. that when that comes up resisting that is what will put you deeper into difficult world i mean if you wouldn't pretend like everything was fine 
that's not easy world. You can't pretend that you're not having that experience. But I have known in many situations, and I talk about it in the book, I had a friend whose husband died suddenly of a massive heart attack in her presence. Mm-hmm. And at the time, she went <clears throat> excuse me, to this highest level of peace and love and this flow and this feeling of him being watching over her and this feeling of being in the flow and everything supporting her and loving her but people could not handle seeing her not torn to shreds over it so they were picking at her about you i can't understand why you know something's wrong with you psychologically that you're not you know in just bereft in grief And the more she listened, the more the deeper into difficult world she went and the more miserable she got and the less feeling of love and connection with her husband that she felt. And obviously there's grieving that has to be done and will be done, always will be done, but you you know it's not automatic that when you lose something you have to go into that state of um, deep suffering. Because that's just the DWD sucking you in the difficult world. In mm-hmm. fact, sometimes when you lose something, I, I granted losing a person is you know probably the hardest thing. When you lose your home or you lose your job, the truth of it is that if you are in e- if you know how to choose the easy world, you get high enough in vibration, and you go, oh wow, this is the biggest opportunity I've ever had. This is the universe giving me a great opportunity to grow, giving me, you know, had to unplug me from this thing to so that I could plug into this greater thing. You know, right. that's what happens when you have a, an easy world orientation. You begin to see these things that happen that look like tragedies. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to, you know, go into my personal stories, especially since we're near the end of our time, but... Believe me, I've had a couple of major, major things happen since I discovered Easy World that definitely rocks my boat, but that I was able to recover from and go, you know what, there's something, this just simply means that I'm being called higher and there's something about this that's going to be a benefit. Because the universe is always seeking to to operate to your benefit it's always wanting to provide you with greater and greater well-being and joy wow i mean that's that's totally hitting home here with me Mm. you're right i mean i think everybody has been through pain and problems and things that you don't think you will ever get over but you're right once you lift yourself up into the higher vibration it gives you a different perspective naturally Right. If you stay yourself low, low, low on that hole, in that hole, everything's going to look dark, of course. Everything's right. Gonna if you look keep ugly. choosing, yeah, you keep, we, we're always choosing where we're going to be. We're always choosing, are we going to commit to difficult world and to pain and suffering? Are we going to commit to that? Or are we going to endure it to the degree we need to with always seeking to feel better and to feel joyful. And some of us have convinced ourselves that because this happened, we can never be happy again. Right. And that's, that's just the lying, horrible. difficult world dictator. Yeah. What about, what about karma? How do you think karma plays into this? 
you know, I am not the right one to ask about karma because the jury's <laughs> still really out for me on karma. I have some varied viewpoints on it. I do think that the vibration that you're putting out is what creates what you encounter as your experience. Um, all, you know, and I'm sure that that's true uh, in the smaller cycles, the you know, in the microcosm and the macrocosm of things. But you know, as the traditional um, karmic um, rules and all that kind of stuff, I don't necessarily ascribe to those. But um, what I do believe is, the more you're in easy world, the more easy world experiences you have. The more high vibration experiences you attract and experience or create an experience. And that's where the magic happens. And you should probably yeah. stick to being a good person. It, well, I think probably, but if you if what you're really longing for as God consciousness expressing as a human being is to be a really crappy person, then go for it. <laughs> and you can still get some positive results? <laughs> I don't know, it, you know, but like I said, <laughs> you get you get the vibrational whatever you whatever vibration you're at, you're gonna get a matching experience. And let's just say the higher your vibration is, the nicer your experience. And leave it at that. <laughs> I'm gonna read something real quick that it made me understand so easily how this this works. It said. When you are in easy world, it doesn't matter what is going on in difficult world because something entirely different is occurring in the easy world. They are like two TV stations operating at different frequencies. You can see what's happening on channel one if you have the set tuned. No, you cannot see what's happening on channel one if you have the set tuned to channel two. And that absolutely makes sense to me. Yes. It's absolutely the way it works. Absolutely the way it works. And I'm such a visual person. Once I was able to read these, I get it. And and I I don't even have to learn about why and quantum physics and all that. Like I just it actually clicks in with me. Awesome. Yeah. It <laughs> I'm sure that quantum physics can explain it. But I can wait for when that happens because it's definitely yeah. gonna get more more people's attention. Um, <laughs> but it's truly I I have been I have experienced these magical moments in my life that were supernatural, and and mm-hmm. and I couldn't explain. And now I understand. I was probably at a, at a very um, high vibration in my yeah. spirit, and then I'm very dramatic too. Like I I'm either really really high and the level or really really low. Uh-huh. And I gotta learn how to like balance myself, and and in this book is definitely teaching me that. Um, well, you know, I really think that um, one of the great things that choosing Easy World—not one of them—the the greatest thing that choosing Easy World offers is the consciousness of choice. That you're not a victim of your feelings or of circumstances or anything. That you really do get to choose your experience. And that is the most empowering thing of all. And that's powerful. You hear again and again all kinds of successful stories of people who you would think they never had a chance, but yet they made it. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they chose to have a different experience. They didn't want to just 
be like everybody else around them and low and depressed and yes, I'm worthless. No, they're like, no, I'm out of here. And they went somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think sometimes those story, those stories are very inspiring. Sometimes they're overwhelming because you think, well, I could never make a leap, such a big leap. But when you know about choosing Easy World, all you've got to do is in every single moment that your consciousness of it, just make a higher vibrational choice. And pretty soon, your whole circumstances are different. It's like, how did that? How did I get from there to here? How cool is that? Because I didn't even know that I was going to end up here, or I didn't even know to dream to end up here. But it's just a matter of making those little choices in the moment. Just making it happen. Yeah, just or actually, in easy world, in easy world, you just allow it to happen because it's already, already all happening. You just have to allow yourself to be there. I never said the magic words. Oh no! I'm oh not, my I'm gosh! Not, I'm not saying goodbye to you yet. I'm, I'm leaving the okay. rest for last. <laughs> okay. No, well, this is the the key. This is the key that she writes in her book, and she's going to share that with all of our listeners tonight. These are the magic words to use to get to easy world. Go ahead, Julia. Okay. First, well, there's two parts. You say the Easy World Magic Words or the Easy World Invocation, and then you take the Easy World Actions. But the Easy World Magic Words are, and you can, I'll say them once and you can say them after I say them. Here they are. Mm -hmm. I choose to live in Easy World where everything is easy. Say it again with me. I choose choose to to live in Easy World world where where everything everything is is easy. Marfa Man? Yes. I choose to live in Easy World where everything is easy. Awesome. You are at the door to Easy World now. I'm I'm clicking my heels together, too. Let's do this. All right. That always helps. Absolutely. That'll supercharge it. Okay. And the next thing you've got to do is you've got to take the Easy World actions, and those are to breathe. So breathe. Ah, and then relax. Allow your body to just relax. Let the tension drain away. And allow the immense, powerful, electromagnetic field that is Easy World to pull you into its gentle embrace. And it will always do that as long as you're not in resistance, when you're just allowing it. And also, just allow anything that's going on in the difficult world, just let it go on without you. You don't care because you're in easy world now. So just be in easy world and then enjoy the different level of energy that you're experiencing in easy world and the clearer, um, the the cleaner feeling of the air and the the nicer way things look and smell. It's more beautiful in easy world. Just enjoy being in easy world. So it's breathe, relax, allow, enjoy. And the final step in the easy world actions is to watch the magic unfold. I'm and ready. once you're in easy world, magic is magic is the very you know ordinary thing that happens in easy world. I'm I'm on one of those Corona commercials. <laughs> okay, I can see you. On the beach. Well, I can right, absolutely back. see you. <laughs> yep, <laughs> on the beach. Yes, that is wonderful. Oh my gosh, I really enjoyed your book and all your teachings, and I admire you. And I also love your husband. What a sweetheart to to jump along with you on this ride. Because you know, I imagine it must be difficult for a lot of couples to to have 
this in common? Why would you advise a person who's married and is having a hard time having their husband or wife joining them on this? Well, if you're in Easy World there and you're going to you're going to be with them, they'll be in Easy World too. It's just the way Easy World is when you're there, anybody ah. you encounter is there. Okay. It's you so it have to matter. It doesn't matter even if somebody else is resistant. Um yeah. as long you as you are, your choose. experience will be completely different. Yes, you be in Easy World and you will meet up with their Easy World self, which is the the higher self of of them and of you as the, your easy world self. <coughs> excuse me. If <coughs> excuse me. If you are in easy world and you find that your significant other is not, it means you're not fully in easy world. Because when you are sort of in the doorway, kind of hanging out at the doorway of easy world, you're, it's easy to get seduced out of it, and you know, to for your significant other to harsh your mellow and go, well, damn, I was in easy world, but look, you came along and. No, that's, you you have to choose easy world and be in easy world yourself, and that's how you invite someone else in. And how do you know who's in um, which one? Are you like, are you in difficult world, world, or am, are you in easy world, or am I in difficult world, or are you in easy? You know, I guess that's just a moment to moment. <laughs> that's a conversation that's that's that my wife going to have tonight. Well, who's yeah, um, I think you could right. get in difficult world really quickly by playing that game with your wife. <laughs> Well, we do have a question here. Uh, we know someone who's going through something right now. And um, what's your advice? What, what would be your advice um, to give someone who keeps going back to a bad relationship when she knows better? Hmm. Well, I would just uh, first off, is this person seeking the information for herself? Because it's none of your business if they're choosing the difficult world route. You know. <laughs> It's That's it's up to up to that person to to decide they're sick of it and to make a different decision. You model Easy World, and what you'll find is that per when you're in Easy World, that person spontaneously shows up in Easy World too. Um, you know, I have an article on my articles page at, at juliarogershammock.com. You'll see on the left side menu articles, and uh, there's an article. It's called uh something about um oh geez something about your spiritual sovereignty is allowing other people to have the experience that they're choosing without trying to impose your higher idea of you know because the truth is you may reach a high enough vibration to see that what they're doing is destructive but you dr- drop in vibration the minute your ego decides that they're doing it wrong <laughs> right you see, yeah, you see what i'm saying this particular situation, we've already intervened, and uh, and it was necessary. And but no, she still is not seeing the the big picture here. Okay, so, well, like I said, you just model Easy World and give her a copy of Choosing Easy World. You just love her how she is because when you love somebody the way they are, that's what gives them the permission to transform. Love is the only transformational force. When you're judging her and deciding she's wrong, deciding this is destructive and bad for her, you're holding her and yourself at a lower vibration where there's no opportunity to transform. Mm -hmm. You have to just love her through it. And if you can't do that, if you decide you're so not a vibrational match for her, then, you know, let loose. Let her oh, I, loose. I, you know what? I I love it because yeah, we're going. Yeah, if this guy keeps 
keeps messing up like he's doing, we're going to put him in difficult world. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I'm, hmm. <laughs> I'm not really sure you got the whole concept. <laughs> All right, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Right. Anyway, <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying about her? Yes, ma'am, she gets, I was just kidding. We, yeah, we all get to choose our path. And you don't like it when somebody else tells you that you're doing it wrong, and yeah. nobody else likes it either. And it's you know their uh, sovereign spiritual entity who gets to make the mistakes. Even if you see a freight train approaching, if you shove them out of the way and they jump right back in front of it, you know it's their choice. So, yeah, <laughs> you know. Right. Sometimes the biggest lesson, the most powerful, empowering lesson they will ever learn is from getting hit by the freight train, and that will transform their whole life. So it's not up to you to decide that they shouldn't, you know, have that difficult experience. I got you. That's powerful. It's a toughie. It's a toughie. Yeah. It is, but it's doable, and it's easy. Yeah. (laughs) You make it sound easy, and I'm ready. I'm so excited to try this in my life, and I probably will email you later on with my stories (laughs) awesome well you know i love easy world stories i'm collecting easy world stories and i've got some doozies so and there are a bunch of easy world stories in the book by the way of other people not just of mine oh yes i've i've enjoyed them and um also on your website um two of your websites are www.iliveineasyworld.com and www.juliarogersshambrick no sorry george rogershambrick.com yes yeah. And, um, if you look up Julia Rogers Hamrick and spell it any kind of way on Google, it'll it'll get you to the right. It will come out. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of people from all over the world. I was really impressed, and even in Spanish and a different language, they're telling you, "Thank you for the book." And my life has changed. I'm experiencing magic for the first time in my life, and they have some very very lovely lovely stories there. And um, and before oh, we Vera, do you oh. I, can ahead. I tell you something real quick? Yeah. I, and if you aren't already, <clears throat> and everybody listening, I have uh, what I call love letters from Easy World that go out every weekday. And mm-hmm. they're a letter from your Easy World self, your spirit, who's always in Easy World, never leaves. It's a, a letter written personally to you. And it comes every weekday, and it's just a brief letter, and they it's a love letter to you, and people love those. So that's absolutely free of charge. Go to iliveineasyworld.com, and you'll see a banner. It's kind of an orangey-pinky banner that says uh, love letter. Click on that to go to the love letters page. and You can see an example of one, and then you can subscribe, and you can unsubscribe at any time. But I know, Vera, that you would love those love letters if you're not already getting them, and I know everybody else would too, uh, who's who's drawn to the energy of Easy World, because it really does help you stay in Easy World, because you get it first thing in the morning. If you're in the U.S. You get, or Canada, you get it first thing in the morning, and... Um, it sets the tone for your day so that you can make the choice to be an easy world. I love it. Awesome. I love it. And if anyone listened to my radio show last week, it was low. It was definitely from the difficult world because I was so bummed and, you know, grumpy and irritated. I don't even know what I had. I had a show to begin with, but I had it. And it was just one of those days that everybody has. And it's interesting because now I have to compare I don't want to go back to that place again. 
I want to be <laughs> happy. I want to be enjoy my life, and I want to experience it with this magic. And I'm so ready. And I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight on this well, wonderful thank you. interview. It's thank been a blessing. You. I loved it for my life. Awesome. Yeah, and thank you. I appreciate it. It was one, fun talking to you. I, I just have one more question, totally off topic. In your book, you mention a lot of um, your sister's cottage at Lake Michigan. Have you ever uh-huh. seen a UFO over there? No, well, actually, I, I started Ooh. to say no, but when uh, I was with many years ago, my nephew is now in his early 40s, and he was like a teenager at the time. We went up to the sand dunes at night, and we were going to watch for it was meteor showers, and we saw all kinds of bizarro lights that <laughs> we just were sure were UFOs. So, yeah, I, I, that's the only time I've noticed UFO-type uh, activity at Lake Michigan. But I did see mm-hmm. You know we love that stuff. So we might have you again this summer mm-hmm. talk about paranormal stuff and UFO stuff. <laughs> well, I don't know how much I have to offer, but I'm love to be a guest again there's anytime. A, there's enough information on Lake Michigan to do a whole show on. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's like an ocean. Yeah, the Great Lakes Triangle and Yeah. You know, all the all the ships that have, have uh have sunk there. It's ridiculous. Yep. Interesting. There's there's probably a lot of energy there. Am I right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well That's thank enough. you so much. It's been fun and amazing. Just I'm so glad it's been a blessing meeting you, Miss Julia. Thank you so much and I Thank you. I've enjoyed night. both of you. Yeah, good night. Yes, ma'am. Good night. Bye. Well, there you have it. That was our interview with Julia Rogers Hambrick and her magical book, Choosing Easy World. Please go ahead, guys, and get this book. If you really are ready to change your life, if you want to get over the drama that you've been experiencing this is a great opportunity of learning how to get out of it coming up next let's listen to your weekly weird but true with martha man but first let's take a quick break and we'll be right back Here's your Weird But True with Marfa Man. All right, guys. Vampires in Bulgaria. I swear I could not point out Bulgaria on a world map. I swear. Um, <laughs> for real, right? All right. Um, you, don't hear, you don't hear too much on Bulgaria here. Uh, Sofia, Bulgaria. Um, Bulgarian archaeologists say they have unearthed... You're going to love this, Vera. Okay. Uh, century-old skeletons. Pinned down through their chests with iron rods, a practice believed uh, to stop the dead from becoming vampires. So they have just uncovered a couple of bodies recently um, that the the spikes are still through their chest as skeletons. Um, basically, uh, uh, to, uh, the skeletons are from the Middle Ages. They were found in such a state last week uh, near the Black Sea. 
the um, the iron rods were hammered through the chest bones and the hearts of those who they suspected did evil during their life for fear they would return after death to feast on the blood of Ew. the living, like zombies. Oh, no, no more zombie talk. No more zombie talk? <laughs> I thought that was funny because I was going to say that uh, we're going to have to start doing that with these bath salt people. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> hey, you were the one that brought it up last show, so, all right. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, you know, who knew that Bulgaria had some great steaks? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 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 okay. All right. Steak, uh, steak to spiders. Um, here we go. This makes me cringe. An army of venomous spiders invaded a town in India, killing two people so far, and scientists still don't know much about the arachnids or where they came from. So like the movie, have you ever seen Arachnophobia? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Um, it's like that. These spiders came during a Hindu festival the other day. No. Yep, witnesses said the spiders latched onto and bit anything that moved and breathed. No. Yes, there's these mean spiders that they don't know what they are, and they are attacking people. Oh. A man and a boy are uh, so far the two um, victims that were killed. Uh, the uh, the other injured, uh, they are experiencing uh, extreme pain and nausea. Uh, one guy over just a little finger bite. Uh, they are highly aggressive, and they come in waves to wreak Havoc, one local says. It mm. leaps at anything that comes close. Some of the victims claim the spider latched onto them, biting. I would be hysterical. I'm extremely scared of spiders. Are you? Absolutely. That's what you were talking about, bugs in the beginning of the show? <laughs> yeah, this is... completely. Oh, my God. Well, the other night, like I said, we did, this, we did the extermination. We're laying in bed, and we look over, and there's a scorpion on the wall. And let me tell you now, I've, kill, I've, I've, killed, I've taken care of five of them. But each time I've woken up in the middle of the night and looked over, and one's creeping towards our bed. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I hit that house well, up. this is Texas. It's true, but a scorpion? We should have asked Julia if they have scorpions in the easy world. <laughs> well, they're, they're making it a difficult world. But we haven't seen any sense since I, <laughs> since I sprayed the house. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, they, uh, speaking of spraying, they wanted to spray the town with DDT. Of this course. Spite. Jeez. Despite the health risk, so it would have that's going to make it better. Yeah, you make everybody sick in the town. That's terrible. Yep, so uh, they, <sighs> they haven't identified, and they think it could be a tarantula, a black wishbone, or funnel web spider. Oh, um, oh. If you want to read more on this, though, you can just go check it out on the web. Oh, come on. <laughs> Baby snakes likes it. <laughs> Three more. Check it out on the web. <laughs> I got nothing there. Well, at least I didn't get crickets. All right, spiders. <laughs> Go for Thank it. Thank you. Those spiders are coming for you. No. All right, spiders to fish, and we're still in India. Anil Barella, 12, swallowed a live fish, and it went into his lung and was surviving. So it was epiglottis. It missed the epiglottis, and it went down into his lung, and the thing was swimming around, sucking up all of his air, actually. Oh. Yep. He had to undergo a 45-minute operation to get that thing out. The thing was 3.5 inches long. That's not a really small fish. That's not like a goldfish. So oh. he inhaled it, and uh, it was a prank. He, they, they dared him to do it. A river, you know, it was down by a river down by his home, and it got caught and stuck in his lung. And uh, the doctor said this is the first uh, 
case of anything like this that, is, that he's come across in 20 years. And, um, yeah, they removed the fish, and it actually was alive still when oh, they took it out. no. Yeah, the boy actually, uh, he decided to give it a name. No. Yeah, he named him Gil. What? <laughs> oh, my God. So you might like that one. What's up with you and bugs today and critters? It's, hey, and... it's, it's uh, still going. Oh, no. Still on fish, still in India. And uh, speaking of having a hard time breathing, this is ironic. Hyderabad, India. Tens of thousands of asthma sufferers mobbed a southern Indian stadium uh, Friday to swallow live, get this, sardines smeared with a yellow herbal paste they believe will cure their breathing problems. Um, this family is, is known around, uh, they're called the Goud family. Uh, they have drawn tons of people throughout the years with a secret fish and herbal formula that says it's a him. It's from a Hindu saint about 170 years ago. They uh, they give it away free annually, like once a year. It's a mix, and uh, it's supposed to make you be able to breathe better. They said they said 70,000 people were waiting to get into the stadium. <sighs> 70,000 people. That's an NFL football game, roughly. And uh, people, some people died waiting to get inside. No. And, and and some people were having asthma attacks too. This is terrible. I know, but anything it, good happened this week? <laughs> this hey, this is what I gathered. All right, so um, I think we need to have a segment in to help us go to EC World. We need to have a segment of positive news. <laughs> well, my, do you think we can? You might do not that? like my last story then. Oh my god! All right, go go ahead. Um, anyways, uh, they say after swallowing the live fish, believers are told to, uh, don't eat fried foods and stick to a 45 day diet consisting of 25 different foods, including lamb, rice, white sugar, dried mango, spinach, and clarified butter. Um, yeah. So talk about seafood to breathe food. (laughs) All right. Next time I'll do some positivity. But uh, fish to cats, always a cat story with us lately. Um, his name is Orville. He passed away the other day, and this is disturbing. Um, but uh, right. I talked to Little Ninja about this earlier, and he wanted to go forth with this one. Mm. Figure that. <laughs> um, Orville uh, was named after Orville Wright, who was obviously the famous uh, aviator. He was stuffed and then strapped to a radio control helicopter created by um, Arjun Beltman. Uh, the flying uh, thing is in, uh, the flying object is now on display in an Amsterdam uh, museum. <sighs> the owner, the owner, Bart Jansen, explains that the Orville copter, as they call it, is half cat, half machine. There's pictures of this guy. Uh, literally, he is the, the propeller. He's taxidermied, and for some reason, this guy wanted to put him on a helicopter. What? Yep, yep. And uh, Jansen's attempt to uh, preemptively uh, quell negative sentiments from uh, animal rights advocates by insisting, for the cat lovers, it is a tamed hide, just like the shoes you are wearing. <laughs> it's, uh, I've watched the video. It's pretty interesting. It's a cat spinning 100 miles an hour on top of a helicopter. He is the propeller. Um, I, liked, I, liked his, uh, I liked the name, the Orville Copter. I just thought it might be better to maybe call it a helicopter. Oh. Horrible. Do you think the cat will appreciate that? No. Do you think? No, no. But uh. That's kind of. I don't even know what to say. 
Well, he's flying high, so. Oh, my God. <laughs> True with Marfa Man later. Another very strange segment of Weird But True. Everyone, please go check out Julia Rogers' handbrake book, Choosing Easy World. I'm really, really enjoying it. Marfa Man, what do you think about the interview? Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, again, it's more positivity and making things happen for yourself. It's just, you know, it reminded me a lot of talking to uh, to uh, D. Wallace at one time, you know, just make, you know, putting one foot in front of the other and making it happen. And it reminded me of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which I think is cool. And I think we learned that we have to let others choose their path. Yeah, let is, go and let them do it. Which but, is kind of hard because but, sometimes... <laughs> but stay on standby. <laughs> I guess because, you know, if it's a loved one, it has to be very difficult to watch. Yeah, you, you just got to be ready. Be ready for what's what's coming. But anyway, so. it's a beautiful book, easy to read, and it gives you a different perspective, a different option. If you're sick and tired of living in this difficult world and you want something new, refreshing, and uplifting, this is the book for you. Thank you, everyone who listened tonight. And please remember, we are no experts, just big paranormal fans. Be skeptical, but be open-minded, too. And together answers. Good night, everyone. Have a good weekend. Later. Oh, yeah. That's it for tonight. The Vera Normal Show. Little Nidge, Marfa Man, Vera Martinez, we're out.